This morning, you tuned in right in time to catch our general manager. And every Friday from like 7.15 until sometime in probably the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be having, you know, this time for the next like month or two of just learning more together. Things that maybe we've missed that are important on the calendar, on the Jewish calendar, and in our Bible that we've just overlooked. Yeah, and there's little things, and you know, it's so easy to just take God for granted and just kind of uh, not realize we're making up our own rules as we go, right? And uh, coming up, for, or not this time, but then in the next break, I'll tell you about how uh, the Jews have found a way to do that over and over and over that have got themselves in trouble. And uh, unfortunately, as Christians, as uh, even as lost people, everybody does these kind of things, and it's just like you shake your head when you do it to yourself, and you watch other people do it, and you go, oh my goodness. So... Elul is where we're at, is the sixth month of the Hebrew calendar, begins in spring with Passover, and then if you think of it this way, it's the sixth month if you start in the spring, but if you go forward 24 days from today, you're going to be at Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the month of Tishri, which also begins the calendar, so if you're thinking 12 months, that calendar, it's we're now ending the year, right? So, it's a very weird concept, but you're either happy halfway through the year or you're totally done with the year. Either way, (laughs) on the calendar that's coming up, it will switch to the year 5782. So in that sense, the calendar that we're about to head into is the one that dictates those kind of things. So basically, Elul connects the past year with the coming year. So we reflect on where we are how we got here and where we're going, and if it's where we should be going. How's that for it? So it's called the month of repentance, the month of mercy, and the month of forgiveness. That's a whole bunch of things going on there, right? Since God heard the prayer of Moses. Now remember, he went up, he got the Ten Commandments, came down, smashed them, had to go back 40 more days and ask for forgiveness. And so here we are, 120 days later, Moses is going up the mountain again in search of those elusive Ten Commandments commandments Mm. and god has heard his prayer to forgive the people so elul is set apart as a time for the very reason to keep in mind that the reason moses is going back up here is because god didn't destroy them for what they did they built a a golden calf called it god this is the god that brought us out of egypt they said and they worshiped it so they weren't destroyed for that so elul is set apart as a time to remember when god revealed his great mercy We, in turn, honor God when we repent and show mercy and forgiveness to others. So that we talked about teshuva, the turning back around to face him. It's shown not only by repentance, but also by intentionally finding ways to do good to others. And it's called teshuva, includes repentance and doing good to others. So think about teshuva, all right? So... Think first here, beginnings, how things start. Long before Moses, Elul was all about beginnings. The last week of Elul was when God discussed creating man in his own image and then spoke the universe into being with his first words on the 25th day of Elul. Just to catch you up, we're on day five of Elul, right? The last week of Elul includes the first five days of creation. It's important to recognize here that though Rosh Hashanah, which literally means the head or the beginning of the year, so the first day of Tishri, isn't the actual beginning because the month of Elul was an intricate part of the foundation of the world. As the sixth 
day began. It was the first day of the month of Tishrei when God created all the land animals and most importantly, you and me, mankind. Which means literally and technically the 25th day of Elul is the first day of creation when God said, let there be light. Rosh Hashanah is the sixth day when man was created. Get that in your brain? So at creation, we find God hovering over the waters, speaking light into being and separating it from the darkness and then making a separation for the waters above and the waters below, making the land and the seas and causing seed-bearing plants and trees to grow. He made the sun, moon, and stars and created sea creatures and birds. The month of Elul connects the past year with the coming year so it's a time to reflect on where we are and where we're headed and where we should be going it's customary to blow the shofar every single morning except on shabbat to announce the coming of the month of tishrei and the new year so the blasts are meant to awaken one's spirit from the slumber of sin inspire him to begin the soul searching which will prepare him for the high holy days of rosh hashanah and the days of awe and yom kippur so your throat, your mouth, and uh, just even English, that's all spoken of as a trumpet. So our voice is the trumpet that, that shofar. When we declare praises to God, when you wake up in the morning and just, you know, begin to worship and say, Yehovah, and uh, begin that prayer and just begin that relationship, that is that shouting of that day. That's beginning to get in the habit of the first words coming out of your mouth of the very name of God, the very heart as you're crying out to Jesus and you're crying out to the Father. These are how you teach yourself to uh, shift the way you begin your days. Now, it's also customary to recite the 14 verses of Psalm 27 every single day to the end of Sukkot. So this will happen, started five days ago in Elul. It'll go through the first two weeks of Tishrei. So about six weeks, you're going to read this scripture in, in its entirety. It's uh, 14 verses, Psalm 27. Jehovah is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Jehovah is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war breaks out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from Jehovah, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of Jehovah all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of Jehovah and seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He'll hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent, set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to Jehovah. Hear my voice when I call. Jehovah, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Jehovah, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, Jehovah will receive me. Mm. Teach me your way, Jehovah. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of Jehovah in the land of the living. Mm. Wait for Jehovah. Be strong and take heart and wait for Jehovah. 
And that is the psalm that goes with the month of Elul and all the way, actually, through the fall feasts.